All right, hello everyone. Today, I want to talk about the expanding awareness of the divine feminine and specifically the dark aspect of that. So, before I get into the feminine side of things though, I just want to start with start with darkness, okay? In the beginning there was a sound and then some other things happened and light came. That means that before light there was darkness. So origin of divinity is darkness, okay? Also, there is a part of scripture that references God sits on the throne. The throne existing before God as he sits upon it. The throne being something that receives or supports or holds up the masculine God. So, what is this darkness and what is this throne? Well, if we look back, all the way back into Kemet, ancient Egypt, we see that there is one such being, a deity, that is referred to as the throne. And that being is Isis. There are a lot of different interpretations of Isis. She has changed over the course of thousands of years, and even during her time in Egypt, she changed over the course of thousands of years that Egypt ruled. Consider that. Consider that there was a civilization that upheld a pantheon, that upheld a form of polytheism over the course of thousands of years. That is quite a feat. And of course, anything that can last even more than a hundred years would obviously go through some form of change. But the course of 2,400 years or so, that's definitely bound to have some stark contrast and most definitely some oppositional beliefs of the same beings. So you'll see in Egypt where they will show Anubis as the god of the dead and then later a god of mummification and the god of dead title is given to Osiris. So over the course of a couple thousand years a lot of things can change. So it's important to track the way in which these things develop in respect of the culture and society and the civilization as a whole. That being said where we are right now in the modern day is in an uprise of the divine feminine. If you go back just a hundred years, woman empowerment was scoffed at. If you were in the 20s wanting to be some supreme feminine role model, people would think you're probably a little bit crazy and, you know, just need to be reminded of the truth but we live in a different time fortunately we live in a time where it's not necessarily seen as a bad thing to be sensitive anymore and uh that's awesome so with the rise of feminine with the rise of the divine the divine feminine we have also 
new way of understanding sensitivity, intuition, and all these other components that have been so deeply uh, attached and associated with femininity. So let's get back to the beginning, when it was dark. In the beginning it was dark. And then there was a sound, a sound, a vibration, a frequency. And then that frequency slowly became light. Sound turned into light. So sound and light are the same frequency, the same vibration, just different different um, intensities. So in this darkness holds the container, the throne for everything else. Darkness is the throne in which sound occurred. Darkness is the throne which existed before light could be seen. If light came first, it would not be known as light because it would be the only thing that it was. There would not be anything to compare it to. But it's because of this darkness, because of this throne, which holds and contains and and supports that which is seen as light, that which is seen as God, as divine masculine. It's because of that, that there is balance. So where we are today with the rise of the divine, divine feminine is that we are seeing the restoration. We are seeing balance being brought forth to life. There was such, a, such an imbalance for so long. It was kind of uh, insane looking back. You know, If you just look at the way that the patriarchal system treated childbirth, Instead of, you know, following the natural function of the body, which is a woman gives birth to a child, right? Instead of that, for some reason, we created this ideology that only man knew what to do when it came to childbirth. And that you would need to put forceps inside of a woman and grab a baby's head and forcefully drag that baby out and cause brain damage and and destroy the inside of that woman. At one point... That was common practice, common knowledge. So I would consider that to be an extreme imbalance, in which case we have a huge opportunity right now and a responsibility to see what we have done, where we have gone too radical and too extreme, and to make a very, very sharp turn back to a central point of balance. This is about integrating the dark. This is about remembering the sacred that existed before all of this knowing of absolutes and patriarchal dominion came about. What is that like? What was it like when women led the world? When women and men could share the throne? What was that like? You go back and you have... Uh, goddess worship that was so profound across the entire planet all within a very similar uh, era of time wow just now I saw an otter on the side of the road interesting so back to that women were not only seen as like something to respect but they were kind of a mystery because they could just create life. They could just pop out babies. At one point, it wasn't quite understood where it came from, like where the baby came from, how that all happened. 
And so women were just seen as these ever givers and the originators and the creators and cultivators. And that was deeply respected. But somewhere along the lines, a discovery was made. The discovery was made that it wasn't the woman that created the child. It was the man that made the child inside of the woman. And when that happened, some weird twisted switch took place where all of a sudden men could not be seen as anything but the supreme because without them, women could not give birth. And so it went from the mysterious, miraculous occurrence of women giving birth to children and then being revered as this, or not revered, but respected, deeply respected as these ever givers of life to this weird, somewhat twisted dominion where men were like, they're taking advantage of the fact that they held the seed for the egg. And so we're we're definitely like at a different point now. We don't need to necessarily see that the man holds the seed and without the man the woman cannot give birth. And we also aren't in this unknown mysterious state of wondering how the woman can create children and how she brings life. So Abundantly, we're, we're not in either one of those fixed states of ideology. And we're in this, this cocktail of the two, this coalescence, where we know that a man and a woman in a harmonic state not only create a child, but hold space for something more than a child, something, something that is sacred and brilliant and divine and beautiful, a child that is um, respectfully held in the arms of both of their of their creators, both the father and the mother. That's where we are, where we're changing the paradigm. The old paradigm is children are dumb. They're uneducated and without you telling them what to do, they won't make it in life. New paradigm as we're stepping into is, is coming from a respect of the child, understanding that the child has genetic inheritance that the child has the wisdom of the father, the wisdom of the mother, that the child has that in them genetically already. Their DNA already has those, uh, has all those innate gifts. So instead of us dictating and governing our child as if they were some kind of lost soul with no direction outside of our guidance, instead, we hold the container for them to naturally develop and naturally blossom. And we give them a garden to bloom in. We give them the soil, we tend to them, and we pull the weeds out. But we always allow for them to be who they are, knowing and trusting that what they have inside of them genetically is everything that they need to be their truth. And we have the opportunity to witness that blossom and to witness that grow. And if we don't seize that opportunity, we will constantly cut the flower off, thinking that we know what they need to be and that they shouldn't look that way. When you take different flowers and you 
put them next to each other, roses for instance, they'll start to change. They'll start to cross-pollinate. If you take a orange and a grapefruit, they'll cross-pollinate and they'll create different fruit. Well, that's what happens. It's not necessarily an orange anymore. It's not necessarily a grapefruit anymore. It's something in the middle. But if you're trying to make that, that new fruit be an orange, you're never, ever, ever, ever gonna get anywhere because it can't just be an orange, right? It can't just be a grapefruit. It's something different. It's something new. It's something developed as a response to what the cocktail is, to what that mixture is. And that is so essential and important for where we are right now. In alchemy, there's this process called the alchemical marriage or alchemical wedding. And it's where you, you meet your soul and your body in union. You wed the two. So you have this body that has this, you know, primitive, primordial, um, carnal, uh, desire and urge and sensation and pleasure and just fulfillment, satisfaction and physical indulgence and all those things, right? All those urges. And then you have your higher understanding. You have your, your uh, a spiritual fulfillment, something that is passionately imbued with your essence in which you deliver that to this earth. And when you can make or bring your body into a coalescence with this passion what you offer is something that, that can change everything, that can change your life, that can change the lives of others so intensely and intentionally. And that is, that is so important. So when we see that within ourselves, when we understand that that's something we have as an individual, when raising a child or when bringing up a, a newborn being, they can be born in that nature automatically they can already have that in tune and if we can witness that and and uh, hold a space for that to continue to flourish we will ultimately remove one of those big steps that we as individuals have to take which is a a, a rep a reparation it's repairing it's um reversing a process of forgetting where we are as individuals we can alleviate that that notion in a young individual's life because we can hold the space for them to remember from the moment they are born which is essentially cultivating and understanding that they are complete already and that we are here to guide what is already complete within them not to change them and not to fix them and not to dictate and tell them what they should be based on our perception, which is very limited at times because it's egoic and it's influenced by all kinds of cultural and social norms. And we have this want or this, this desire to uphold some kind of good parenting status. But truly, the only good parent that is a good parent is one who listens to their child and knows truly based on the observation of their child what their child is requesting on a soul level and not just what the parent wants their child to be from an egoic form okay that's what is so important about this and that's why i feel that the rise of the dark goddess of the divine feminine i feel that's coming in so importantly there's so such uh of such an expanded state right now 
because we need to step into the darkness of our own soul, of the darkness of our mind, into the subconscious, into our unconscious actions, we need to go into that place and we need to figure out what it is we don't even know that we're doing that is both handicapping and enabling things that are no longer uh, handicapping what our future requests and enabling what our past um, had had cultivated for us something that's no longer necessary it's something that we learned something that we were uh, encouraged and reinforced to uphold yet now as we step forward it's not it's not helping us anymore what it does do though is it helps us to transmute it and to develop it into a further evolution of that so you know there's this fear of being a bad parent right this fear of being um a failed parent or something that comes along those lines and that is really just deeply ingrained in a genetic lineage of our ancestry and maybe it comes from something specific that happened uh, when you were a child and your mom or dad made a mistake and you fell and blah 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 and all this stuff happened and then uh, you saw the look in their face as a baby and you like you, you took that on personally because you were a sponge and you you understood that that was a a feeling of um, of ha- not having done what you needed to do and you learned it instantly and then you per- you took it on and personified it and it didn't quite unfold until you yourself were in a similar situation so you can step into that space of discomfort you can step into that irritable position which provokes feelings that are not necessarily what you want to feel and ask those feelings what they've brought to the table what are they bringing forth how are they helping you to see more of who you are remember that all feelings are um, extensions of you but they are not who you are they are emanations of your form but they are not your form okay they are archetypes that can communicate deep messages of insight but you are the witness that listens to that message and that interprets what that message means so it's important to know that there is a relationship happening between you and the emotion between you and the feeling now emotion is physiological in the body but a feeling is not a feeling can be correlated with a physical notion but a feeling can be something totally separate from the body altogether a subtle receptivity so acknowledge that just like thoughts you are not the thought you are who hears the thought you are who observes the thought you are not the feeling you are who hears you are who observes the feeling they are things that can teach you not things that will rule you or govern you and that is so important we are here to step into this dark space we are here to acknowledge the things that we haven't looked at before because of the pain that came about when we looked at them we are here to witness those things and change and develop and become more mature as sacred beings remember as a divine being you have the capacity 
to integrate everything. And when you reject and resist natural occurrences that are feelings and thoughts, you are deceiving yourself, believing that you are not capable. If you need time, that's okay. You can take time between the moments as they get intense. But remember that pushing them off and burying them, that will ultimately create an undoing. It will ultimately build a tower of walls that will crumble upon you. And that's totally okay too. But we're being called now to face what's dark, to face what we haven't looked at before, and to be a true alchemist and transmute these. Transmute it into gold. Make it valuable. See its worth and understand why it's so important so that you can truly release it through some form of integration which no longer holds a stagnation inside of you. You gotta remember, if you are holding something away from you, you may be holding it in some deep, deep, abysmal existence that is way below you, right? But you're sending your energy there all the time to keep it there. And that's what's considered like a leak. That's a leak because you're committed to denial. You're committed to um, rejection of self, rejection of some form, some teacher that comes in the guise of an emotion or a thought or a feeling. Use your energy that you're already using. You're already using energy to hold these things down and to keep them away, right? Use your energy to infiltrate that feeling and see the deeper insight within it and hold and harness that insight and let that insight permeate your being and know that you are immortal. Know that. Know that you are immortal and that all of this is to remind you of your true immortality. That is the key. Through embracing these dark facets of our existence, we step into this immortal state of being. And when we do that, we harness a capacity of human experience that far surpasses anything we've known before. So it's new. It's new to us. It will require something that we didn't know before. It will require a change and a development that wasn't certain but now can be from a place of integration. So I feel this so strongly. I'm seeing it happen all around me. I'm seeing it unfold. I'm seeing people rise. I'm seeing temples of divine feminine are coming up and they're expanding and blowing up because people are having individual experiences and they're reflecting that in the sacred mirrors all around them which are the other people. So this is it. We are here together right now. We've seen a lot of chaos, a lot of crazy things come to the surface. Why? Because it was held in the dark. It's not that it didn't exist before. It's that we refused to look at it and we gave our energy to it to keep it down and out of our vision. But we're seeing it now. And that's the difference. So that's what I got for today. I'm really feeling the shift. I'm feeling it. I see it. I see it all around me. I see it in people who would I would have never imagined 
had the capacity to be what they are now. And that is also a reflection of me and what I think of others and what I feel of others. So I'm seeing that by, by my work and my integration of what's dark inside myself, I allow for others to feel more vulnerable around me because it brings a sort of acceptance and a sort of a, of a welcoming for others to face their difficulties as well. When you face your difficulties, you welcome others to face their difficulties. And that means we don't have some dark, demonic monster living inside of us waiting for a, a moment of weakness to come out and seek have, or wreak havoc and, and seek vengeance upon the world and try to right all the wrongs. So we can make that change with regular, consistent steps and don't have to be this volcanic outburst of chaos and destruction. I hope all of you have a blessed day and I hope that you receive this well and I'm so grateful for you and for your listening to this. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Have a blessed day and I look forward to whatever comes through next time.